It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you. It is. Are you ready for this? July 31st. How about that? How about that? Just like that. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Last day of the month. You know, once you hit August, are you turning the corner toward, you know, the end of summer? The end of summer. It it does feel like it's the last month of summer, even though, of course, we go all the way into September. Are we even halfway through summer? summer. Yeah, Yeah. we're not there. Yeah, Uh, We're just over a month because, what, June? June 22nd or something. So we're literally a month into the season. (laughs) But once you hit August, it because the thing is, when you have... Such a good time. And, because you know, Portlanders, uh, those of us here in the Northwest, we know how to make the most of a summer season. Oh, yeah. And when your lives are so busy and you're doing great things and you're going out and enjoying creation, it goes by fast. It does go by fast. I guess I've said this before, too, that you... you Growing up, you always looked at the year from the school year standpoint. Exactly. It's like the new year starts when the school year starts, and then you're off on a new year. And when school starts, after Labor Day, we got a waste. It is around here. Now, what also makes that feel a little bit shorter is there are many school districts around the country who start... Uh, at the end of this month, right, about the third week, around the twentieth or something mm-hmm. like that, because they get out early in May or right. mid-May, right. whereas yeah. we start late, we go into June. So it does feel like because so many kids are starting that back-to-school process right. now that uh, it does bleed into our th- way of thinking, I guess. Well, we were talking to Ken Hellenius on Friday. He's at the University yes. of Notre Dame, and he was telling us like the kids report and. A uh, couple weeks. They're the RAs on, yeah, in the, yeah. for the dorms, they're coming back to start their training and yeah. getting moved in. So that way they're ready to welcome students back again, I think, the end of August. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, got a long way to go. Don't, don't, don't speed it up. Don't worry yet. about That's that right. at all. And all right. again, here we can go. Yeah. So even if they do go back to school, we've got still beautiful weekends all the way into oh, yeah. October. So it's just uh, just a long way to go. Yeah. So it is the end of July, though. So how was your weekend? I, I sucked the marrow out of the weekend. David. <laughs> you did. That's As good. Just we were out and about and doing things starting Friday evening. Scott and I set up camp over on the Sandy River. That's a nice little area, just right there, uh, uh, east of the yep. Troutdale Main Street kind of old town yeah. area that they have. It's real easy to get to. It's a nice little park. You can look at the river. We walked into town, ate at food carts, yep. did some shopping, hiked. What what didn't we do? Set up camp. We got one of those two person pup tet that you just set up just, there on yeah. the shores of the Sandy. Just open up the back of the van. <laughs> no. <it>. no <laughs> we haven't traveled. Yeah. We travel. We don't camp. I should make that right. that yeah. for sure. Uh it's all it it's got plumbing and shower and electricity. I don't miss my coffee in the morning, so it's I was fine. envisioning you trying to figure out how the tent poles go. No. Now, does this go here? I can't figure this out. There was a work? trip to Oxabo Park. Park, also on the Sandy yeah. River ye- many, many years ago. And we all went, we did tent camping. The four kids were with us. By two days in, we had, like, it was supposed to be a three-day trip. <laughs> yes. I was like, no way. That's it. I am done. 
And we didn't tent, we didn't camp that again until it. we got the travel trailer. Yep. I hear you. Yeah, we did our <laughs> share of tent camping over the years, and yeah, <laughs> there just yeah. gets to be a point in in adult lives where they go, all right, I I can do better than this. My tent camping now is uh, renting a cabin somewhere. That's that's uh, it. That, renting your yeah. yet somebody else set it up for you, and you got the nice, comfortable bed. Exactly. Well, we got out for some nice walks over the weekend. Did it was you? a beautiful weekend because it never really got super hot. I mean, if you were in the sun, it got warm. But you know, I don't think we ever really got past the low eighties, which was mm-hmm. really pleasant. Today's looking the same way. Could heat up as we head towards the end of next weekend, but we'll wait and see. But yeah, it was very nice. So. No complaints. Good. Good. No complaints How whatsoever. How can you complain? Yeah. Beautiful day. What do you have coming up this morning? David Pope Francis packing his bags again, as are many young people from around the world. World Youth Day is coming up beginning tomorrow. Tomorrow. How about he that? He asked for prayers for himself all and right. all of those attending. You know, today ends his vacation. This is the official Remember last that? day. Remember, he was taking July off. So, That's right. Uh, so I hope you, I hope you enjoy, enjoy your day today, Pope Francis. You deserved a nice long vacation. Well, it looks like the self-serve gasoline in Oregon, I think it's pretty much a done, a done deal. deal. Yeah, okay. so we'll, we'll talk about that. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. Here is A-Lob Resurrection. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
is a lob and resurrection it's 710 at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life david and brenda with you on this monday the last day of july it's going to be a beautiful day today that is for sure well you were talking about about the start of world youth day in portugal and we are fortunate enough to have our own correspondent there that's right. Bernadette Curl is going to be with us in a moment. She gives us another update from the place she was most looking forward to. She went to Lourdes. Yeah, that's great to hear that. So we'll have that for you right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. 
month's support for Matri Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Matrade Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Matrade Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS app store, Google Play, or MatradeRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 714 here at Mater Day Radio. Nice summer temperatures continue mm-hmm. this week. By lunchtime today, we're at 73 degrees and topping out at 82 for our high today. Then overnight, we back down to the upper 50s. Tomorrow, tick up a couple more degrees to about 85 degrees. Now, as we move through the week, temperatures also de- to tick up a little bit. Now, we'll keep an eye on this. By next weekend, we could be into the 90s, the low 90s, Saturday, Sunday. So we'll watch for that and see how that turns out. But nice day I think I'm going to go home and run through the sprinkler. You haven't had a chance to. You wait for those 90-degree temperatures. Yes, I'm waiting to do that. (laughs) It is 61 degrees at St. Philip Neary Church in Portland. And it is 60 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Here at Matra Day Radio, we have been blessed to be able to have a correspondent headed to World Youth Day. Now, prior to her arrival, well, they did a little bit of pilgrimage, some tours, and Bernadette Curl, well, she was most excited to be able to visit Lourdes, France, and to visit the place of her patron saint, mm-hmm. Bernadette. Bernadette Curl, well, she's got another installment of her pilgrimage for you now. Hi, everyone. This is Bernadette. A lot of exciting things have happened in the past few days, which have been packed full of activities, so it might take a little while for me to work my way through everything. Uh, Also, I apologize in advance for the background noise. I'm next to a busy street, but hopefully everything comes through all right. So I left off on Saturday the 22nd, which was our first full day of the pilgrimage, and after that, we spent one more day in Paris. Uh, We walked around the city some more got to visit the Basilica of the Sacred Heart, which sits on a hill and overlooks the whole city. It was just a beautiful view. Uh, But my favorite thing we did that day was Mass in the evening, on which World Youth Day pilgrims from France, Australia, and the U.S. participated. Uh, The church was packed, and it was such a beautiful experience to go to Mass with Catholics from around the world, uh, all worshiping and singing the Santus and the Gloria and the Agnus Dei together. It It was just beautiful. Uh, we also got to speak with the other young adults there afterwards and got a head start on trading items we brought from our countries. 
I think the Australians won in that, though, since they were giving out these cute little little koala stuffed animals. Uh, they were awesome. Um, so after that day, we woke up very early uh, Monday morning, and we started our nine-hour bus ride down to Lourdes. So on the way, we had mass at the Basilica of Notre Dame in the town of Chartres. Uh, it was a very special experience since we got to have mass in the crypt, actually, of the 900-year-old church. Uh, this was my favorite church we had visited so far, and it was built in a Gothic style with many large stained glass windows, just full of color and symbolism. Uh, and that day, uh, Monday, we didn't actually arrive in Lourdes until around 11 p.m. So we got straight to bed in the gym we were staying at, um, and we ended up waking up around 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning, which was the day we spent in Lourdes, which is what I had been waiting for, especially on this pilgrimage, and I was just so excited for. Um, and as we were walking to the hotel, we were going to stay in that night uh, to drop off our things. We got to see the house where St. Bernadette lived, and we learned that our hotel was actually on the path that she walked to the grotto. Uh, and I, I showed up a couple times thinking that I was walking exactly where my patron saint walked, and it was one of the best moments of the day for me. Uh, so then we walked to the grotto and to the basilica and the surrounding buildings. And at this point in the morning, it started to rain pretty hard. Uh, my sister and I had brought ponchos just in case, but a lot of people were not prepared and got pretty soaked. We also had mass outside in front of the grotto with hundreds of other World Youth Day pilgrims that were visiting. That was a, another very special experience. Uh, as we learned, Lourdes is known for its symbols of water and light. So we got the water and the rain. And by the time we got back from the hotel and got changed and took hot showers, the clouds moved through and we experienced light. Uh, we then had free time in the afternoon. So we went inside the basilica, uh, went to confession because Lourdes is not just for physical, but also for spiritual healing. Uh, we then had an opportunity to go inside and touch the grotto where Mary appeared to St. Bernadette. This was probably my favorite part of the visit to Lourdes because at some point while walking through the grotto, it suddenly felt like it was radiating something, like holiness. And I, I felt it in my chest, and I had never felt something like that before. Uh, so that, that was amazing. Uh, we also got to pray before the grotto, and I prayed for my, fr my friends and family, uh, especially those struggling in their faith and feeling far from God, but also for all of our priests and religious, especially Archbishop Alexander Sample, uh, that he might remain a strong leader for our archdiocese. Uh, the last event of the day was an hour-long rosary procession at dusk by candlelight, which was beautiful and something I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, we then walked uh, back to our hotel for bed and prepared for our six-hour drive to Spain the next day. Uh, before I finish up, one thing that some people had asked me about is how exactly does a pilgrimage differ from a normal trip uh, in regards to food and transportation and lodging. And to start, I want to give my thanks to Father Peter Artiaga, who has found lodging and food for all of us so far. And I know it must have been so difficult to move around 67 people. So he's been doing an amazing job. 
Uh, as for food, we've had a mix of things. Uh, we've gone to the grocery store for simple food like bread and cheese and pasta. We've also gone to restaurants for a couple of times, uh, a couple of times as needed if we were far away from the place where we were staying. We also had food uh, pre-prepared by volunteers while we were in Lourdes, uh, which was very convenient. Uh, in regards to sleeping, uh, the first place we stayed in Paris, uh, as I mentioned, was a youth center. So we slept on the floor of the gym there, and we were prepared. We brought our sleeping mats and pillows. Uh, we knew we would likely be sleeping on the ground in some places. Uh, we also slept uh, in a gym in Lourdes as well, run by volunteers, uh, and there were other pilgrims there at that gym. And then we did get a stay in the hotel one night in Lourdes, which was a special experience. We caught up on sleep in actual beds and took hot showers. It was very nice. And then finally, in regards to transportation, we've mostly been walking, almost 20,000 steps a day when we aren't traveling. Uh, and then between the large cities, we've been traveling by bus. And then within the cities themselves, so within Paris, uh, we did take public transportation. We went on their uh, rail system, uh, which was also very convenient. And it was tough getting 67 people to move around and find the correct trains, but it ended up working out. Uh, well, I think that's everything. That was the past three days, I believe. Uh, next time, I'll go over our time in Spain, uh, where we have we've already met up with uh, other pilgrims and missionaries of the Holy Spirit diocese from all around the country. Uh, so until then, uh, I'll be praying for you. God bless. And that's our correspondent. She was uh, Bernadette Curl. She was an intern for Mater Day Radio last summer. It's been wonderful to stay connected with her and wonderful to hear how things are going. So that was her trip to Lourdes. I think in the next couple of days, we'll hear about how things are going in Spain. Now, I'm not sure how much we'll be able to hear from what is happening in Lisbon. I know that those days will be very long, very packed with just activities that they'll all be doing. But as soon as we hear again from Bernadette, we look forward to her next installment. Now, remember, you'll also be able to see all of these different parts that Bernadette has offered at materdayradio.com right at the front of the page. You'll see these listed under the morning blend. So that's part of our show. You'll also have access to those interviews on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. I have a new book called I Am. It's about stopping negative, self-defeating self-talk and replacing it with the life-giving, uplifting words God says about you. After all, you're his child who he found worth dying for and who he destined for eternal glory. One sad obstacle I've encountered from church-going folks to this book is the idea that God wants us to beat ourselves up. They think it's holy to put themselves down, to say, I'm just dirt, I'm nothing. After all, at every Mass we say, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Well, that's true, but you need to remember what happens within moments of you saying you're not worthy. The God of the universe comes to you in Holy Communion. God replies, I declare you worthy, not because you have it all together, but because you're mine. 
True humility is reality, friends. And the reality is you need to start living, thinking, and carrying yourself like you have royal blood. Because believe it or not, it's true. For more from my book, I Am, visit rewriteyourname.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and a big match for the Americans tonight. We'll have the details in the news. And thousands and thousands of young people from around the world descend to Lisbon, Portugal for World Youth Day. That includes Pope Francis. I'll have an update on that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Katie Hurst with Answers. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? What about all the cancer? You could heal it all. I want the answers. You know my questions. You know.
It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pope Francis on Sunday encouraged Christians to learn how to seek and find the precious things in life, including a relationship with Christ and others. Every day at home, he said, on the street, at work on holiday, we have the possibility of discerning good. And it is important to know how to find what counts to train ourselves to recognize the precious gems of life and to distinguish them from junk, he said in his weekly Angelus Address. Vatican authorities estimated about 11,000 people attended Pope Francis' Sunday address and recitation of the Angelus in St. Peter's Square. At a hot and sunny midday, the Pope reflected on Jesus' parable of the merchant who finds a pearl of great price. He focused on the merchant's actions of seeking finding and buying and how they can teach us today. The Pope leaves on August 2nd for his five-day visit to Portugal for World Youth Day. He asks for prayers for his travels and for all of those who are embarking on this wonderful journey. How long is uh, World Youth Day? How many days? It's one week. So I think it officially begins for pilgrims tomorrow, August 1st, and runs to August 6th. So Mm -hmm. six six days. The culmination, of course, is the Mass with Pope Francis. Yeah. Uh, And I'll be encouraged to see where where in Lisbon this will be taking place out on a beach somewhere large field and I mean they there'll be hundreds of thousands yeah. of people in attendance is, is it like in a stadium or uh, no I don't think it's in a stadium right. we'll see okay. I'm not sure but in the past it's been in an open area pilgrims will camp there the night before mm-hmm. and then just stay and be ready All to right. to welcome the Pope uh, for that mass nice Well, it looks like it's pretty much official now, allowing self-serve gasoline in Oregon to become law, which would end a seven-plus decade ban on most drivers pumping their own fuel. Now, the law will still require gas stations to staff at least half their pumps for people who don't want to get out of their vehicles. So Oregon Governor Tina Kotek had an opportunity to veto the self-serve bill that was passed by the state legislature this session. But when the list of vetoed bills was announced on Friday... The self-serve legislation was not on that list. So under state law, the bill will automatically take effect on August 4th with or without the governor's signature. Spokesperson declined to elaborate on Kotex intentions. So in 2021, two statewide polls showed that more than 60% of Oregonians favored the option to pump their own gas. So unless she, Governor Kotex, decides to veto it sometime this week, which it doesn't sound okay. like that's likely, then, yeah, August 4th. Are we going to have to do a little how-to segment, David, to remind yes. people how they're supposed to pump their own gas? First, you remove the cap. Remove the cap. And uh, Righty-tighty, <laughs> lefty-loosey, that's okay. the first thing to remember. There you go. <laughs> you got to read the pump sometimes, because most they of yeah, are a little different. Uh, just yeah. a little bit. It's basic. And yeah. then, of course, if you have your points card, right. if you go to one where you earn points, so that way you get a little bit off. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, 
there's a process to it. Sometimes, there are some steps. Sometimes what throws you off too is if you have to pay inside then. No, mm-hmm. you got to go inside to go pay. Go inside uh, to pay. Like, okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the Biden administration has opened applications for a new program, the president's latest attempt at lowering student debt for millions of Americans. It's known as the SAVE plan, and although it was announced last year, it has mostly been overshadowed by President Biden's proposal for mass student loan cancellation. But now, after the Supreme Court struck down Biden's forgiveness plan, the repayment option is taking center stage. The plan allows millions of Americans with student debt to enroll in what's known as income-driven repayment plan. The four repayment plans offered as part of the program have some of the most lenient terms ever. Interest won't pile up as long as the borrower's making regular payments. The typical borrower who enrolls in the plan will save about $1,000 a month, he said. So here's how to sign up. Anybody with outstanding student debt can sign up to see if they're eligible. The application website says you need a few things on hand to sign up. A verified FSA ID, which you get by signing up, your financial information, personal information, your spouse's information, if applicable. Most borrowers should be able to fill out the application in under 10 minutes, the website promises. A calculator is also available for figuring out what your monthly payments would be under the new plan. Well, this is a nice addition to a very popular Willamette Valley Park. Visitors to Silver Falls State Park east of Salem can now hike the new North Rim Trail. It's a half-mile trail connection to an overlook of the North Falls. The new trail is six feet wide with a compact surface that is less than a 5% trail grade and less than 2% cross slope, making it more accessible than some of the park's other trails. Visitors can access the trail from the new North Canyon day use area. The new day use area includes about a dozen picnic tables, 59 new parking spots, including three that are ADA accessible and an ADA accessible bathroom. It also links to the park's nature play area. Park manager Chris Gilliland says the new trail also provides access to the Trail Canyon and the Trail of Ten Falls, which also is adding a new and unparalleled view of North Falls. So, yeah, nice addition to Silver Falls Park. That'd be great. Deputy Charles Doze is now awake and talking after he was shot multiple times in the face and chest Wednesday, Washington County Sheriff's Office said on Sunday. Doze was delivering an eviction notice at the Forest Room apartment complex in Tualatin when Beaverton police said a suspect shot through the door, hitting Doze. Washington County Police Officer Association President Patrick Altieri said it could take months or even years for Doze to recover from his injury. Doze has worked for the Washington County Sheriff's Office for 10 years. He serves as a civil deputy. His main duties include serving legal orders, enforcing court orders, and county ordinances. It is unknown when Doze can return to work. Police said the suspect shooter is 34-year-old Christopher James Graves. After a standoff that lasted hours, Graves was found dead in the apartment bathroom with a gunshot wound. It is not yet known if it was self-inflicted or if Graves was shot by a deputy. In sports, who's staying up late tonight to watch Team USA take on Portugal in the FIFA Women's World Cup play? 
David Andrus, you'll be uh, watching. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm Replay? I, I'm recording. Uh, the match gets underway at 12 midnight our time, and uh, that's from Auckland, New Zealand. It's an important group stage match for the Americans who are trying to advance to the knockout round and continue their quest for a third straight win. So a win or a draw with Portugal and Team USA moves on. A loss would be tricky for the Americans. They would then need Vietnam to beat the Netherlands by a big enough margin for the U.S. team to maintain an edge in goal differential, which is probably unlikely. So I I think pretty much the Americans need to either win or draw to advance to the knockout round. A big one earlier today... Australia beat Canada four to nil, which Whoa. was a bit of a surprise. So, it's the first time Canada has been knocked out of the tournament and not advanced to the knockout stages since I think 2011. So, uh, Australia, uh, the home team, they're doing well. So, we'll see if they can continue to move forward in the knockout rounds. Joy is perhaps not what we think. It arises from mysterious sources. <coughs> As human beings, well, what gives us joy? Do you think that a purchase of a nice thing does it for you? A desired level of recognition, overindulgence, and perhaps a nice meal? Those little moments, though, they're short-lived. They burn out quickly and leave us dissatisfied. We always want more, and the wanting is what saps our joy. Father Michael Rainier finds a few examples from the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola and his insights on joy are important. Today we celebrate the feast day of St. Ignatius. First, he said, Ignatius says to cultivate joy in order to obtain joy. One is to ask for joy with Christian joy, writes St. Ignatius. So in other words, maintain a joyful intent when you ask God to give you more joy. It simply won't do for me to beg God for joy or blame him because I'm not feeling it. If I spend all day indulging in sadness, self-pity or jealousy. Secondly, Ignatius indicates we must be mindful of the entirety of our lives, the good, the bad, the past and the future. Ignatius takes the long view. When we look back on our lives, will we regret our words and actions? If so, those same words and actions also won't bring us joy here and now. And finally, Ignatius has this sensible advice. Enjoy your life and don't feel guilty about it. He writes, use light or temporal comfort as in summer, the coolness and in winter, the sun or heat, as far as the soul thinks or conjectures that it can help it be joyful in its creator and redeemer. I like that. Right? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And happening now through August 10th, it's an iconography exhibit at Mount Angel Abbey Library. Classical Iconography Institute continues the tradition of egg tempera iconography, which can be which began over 30 years ago at Mount Angel Abbey. I will be sure to add information where you can find all the details of this event. You can find it on the community calendar, materdayradio.com, the Hail Mary Media app. Steve Ray going to join us next. He has a new book out on Genesis. We'll have that for you right after the forecast. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 744 at Day Radio. Another lovely day ahead for this last day of July. Sunny skies, high of 82. Clear tonight, low of 57. Then sunny again tomorrow, a little warmer, high of 85. Currently 61 degrees at St. Ignatius Catholic Church in Portland. And 55 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. So if you want to learn about anything... It's important to start at the very beginning. That way, you have a strong foundation to build upon. Well, everything in the Bible, and basically the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. Now, the Greek word for Genesis means beginning. And this inspired text reveals to us not only our origins, but our purpose, our meaning, and God's plan for mankind. A new Bible study guide and commentary is available from Ignatius Press, on the book of Genesis. And it is also quite the adventure. And I can think of no better person as a guide for this adventure than Steve Ray. Steve is joining me today to step us into the beginning of our faith in his new book, simply called Genesis. Good morning, Steve. Great to have you back on the show. Thank you, Brenda. It's been too long. I always enjoy our interviews together and 
uh, the book I just wrote on Genesis is a great and worthy topic, I think, and I'm looking forward to talking with you about it. I'll tell our listeners to strap on their their seatbelts because this is an adventure <laughs> for sure. Steve, look, there are ancient stories in this book. Creation, Adam and Eve, Noah and the Flood, and of course... Abraham. God seemed very active, too, and involved in these first stories of our salvation history. Kind of set the stage for the book of Genesis. Well, the book of Genesis is obviously the first book of the Bible, so everything else is built off of that, like you just said. It's the beginning. And it tell, in a way, I'd say it's the most important book of the Bible because it gives us an idea of who we are, where we came from, what our destiny is, where are we going, why is there suffering and troubles and problems and pain in the world? That's not the way God made it, but he explains why that happened. And the book of Genesis also tells that there's going to be the uh, God himself is going to drop behind enemy lines in the future, and he's going to rectify it. He's going to fix the problems, which he did in his son, Jesus Christ. And it's kind of a subversive dropping behind the enemy lines to start a rebellion, to bring back that a new kingdom that God is reestablishing. And so the whole book of Genesis lays all of this out, how it begins. And the book, the first 11 chapters deal with, like you said, creation and then the fall of man because of sin. And then Noah, they're starting over again in Tower of Babel. But the book of Genesis, most people think of it only as the creation story. But that's only the first three chapters. But the last 40 chapters of the book deal with four, actually three, yeah, four of the most important patriarchs. You deal with Abraham, his son Isaac, and then that gnarly, crazy character named Jacob, who is just is a fun story to talk about and read, and then Joseph. So the last 40 chapters are on Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. And I have to admit that when I finished writing the book, I was sad because I really got to know these characters. I enjoyed interacting with them, explaining them in a way, inviting them into the living room to discuss this with them before I wrote it in the book uh, through Scripture. And and, And I use a lot of Jewish commentaries, Catholic church fathers, secular. Uh, so it's really, I think, a real, well-rounded book, and I've been told it reads like a novel. Oh, perfect, because the book of Genesis is complex, and there are stories in it. You know, we look at the seven days that God took to create the entire earth, and then there was a great flood where Noah managed to give two of every kind of animal into the boat, and then, of course, the story of Abraham and having a, a conversation with an angel to, to, to save his son. These are stories, and I think many people go, yeah, well, for something written a long time ago, stories is how they relay information. But are there archaeological findings? And you've been around the world, Steve, on so many pilgrimage, taking people to all of these places on Earth. Are there archaeological findings that supports and tells us, yes, this is our history? Yeah, my whole approach to writing the book of Genesis is that this is true history. It's God's revelation to man. In other words, he created us with nose to smell, taste, hear, uh, and touch and feel those five senses. And all of that we pick up from those five senses has to be processed by the gray matter between our ears, our brain. 
But that doesn't tell us why things happen. We can't go back in the future to figure out how it first began or why it began. We can only determine certain things and very limited in that. God has given us a revelation, and it begins with Genesis. He gives us a revelation to inform us of things that we could never know or discover ourselves. We can know something about God. In Romans 1, it says that we can know something of his divine nature and his power and so on by the things that he has made. It's a word, the Greek word poema, by the way, of his great masterpiece. We can learn something about him, but only limited amount in our natural selves. We need a revelation from God. God gives us that revelation in scripture. It's his divine story. And it's true. When you go back and say, Abraham came from Ur of the Chaldeans, that's the land of Iraq. And he came from a certain place while we went back there. And there is the ziggurat, the pyramid that he used to worship at. Abraham was a pagan until he was 75 years old. He worshiped other gods. And those places are there. The archaeology is there. I've been up to the top of the pyramid that he would have worshipped at in in, uh, in Iraq. And there's all of the paraphernalia, the, the pottery and the jugs and the jewelry and all of the wealth of that city of Ur. That's where he came from. All that once you get into Israel, then obviously all of that is very historical, and you can all of those stories could be tested. And, and the Bible's been challenged so many times. And guess what? It's still the number one seller. It's still everybody knows it's a true book. But you know, even with creation, it wasn't written. The creation story was not written for a scientific community. If the, if God had presented to Moses and the early Israelites, his formula for creating light and his formula for creating the universe. Nobody would even understand it today. Far too complex from the mind of God to create everything out of nothing. We wouldn't even understand the formula if he wrote it out for us on a blackboard. But what it does is it presents the story of creation in a way that people can understand at a pre-scientific age. It uses symbolism a lot, and it tells us how we got here. And in the seventh day, it said God rested. And people say, oh, he must have been really tired. No, God never gets tired. He's not a, a physical being. When it says that he rested, in the Hebrew, it means he ceased from his labors. In other words, he took that all of that creation energy, and, and then he ceased from his life, and he stood back and said, what I have made is very, very good. And he then is continuing to work. He never stops working. If he worked, stopped, he keeps us in existence every day. If he didn't physically keep us in existence, we would vanish. So this is the whole idea of the creation story was written so that we could understand how we got here, what the purpose and meaning of our being here, and why we got into the trouble we got into in Genesis 3. Steve Ray joining us this morning on The Morning Blend, his new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary out by Ignatius Press. Steve, you mentioned just a a few minutes ago talking about the commentary that you put together and you referenced many Jewish commentaries and rabbis and also our own Catholic faith. Is our understanding of salvation history an interpretation of the of this book of the Bible very similar or even identical to that of our Jewish brothers and sisters who look to this book as a foundation of their faith as well? Yes and no. It is because they understand how God created the universe, how he created mankind and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. What they do not see when they study Genesis is what is the fuller revelation that we now have in Jesus Christ. 
because Jesus Christ is the Messiah that was promised all the way back in Genesis 3 when sin came in. God went walking in the cool of the evening, looking for Adam and Eve for their regular evening walk. Where are you? And they were hiding from God because they had sinned. And God says, I will bring enmity between the serpent and you and between his seed and your seed. And it's referring to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that there's going to be a Savior who comes who's going to have his heel bit by the serpent, but he's going to crush the head of the serpent. And that's Jesus destroying the devil at the cross when he died. So the Jews understand the whole story like we do, but they do not see the Jesus Christ. And one of the things that I've done in the book is showed typology. What I mean by that is all of the book of Genesis from the very beginning just screams the Trinity. It just screams out that there's going to be a Messiah who's going to come. And when he came, we recognized him as Jesus, which the Jews rejected, and they also reject the Trinity. But even in the beginning, God says, let us make men in our image. What does he mean by us? Well, the writer of the Genesis didn't know about the Trinity at the time, because that was something that wasn't revealed till later. But let us make man in our image. Some have said it's the divine plural, like a king says, we have determined, or the angels. But the angels are never said to be involved in the Mm. creation God Mm -hmm. creates. And so it comes back to, whereas we now, when we look back with the fullness of revelation in Christ, we see there that's very possibly the Trinity. We, let us make them in our image. So the whole Testament for us Christians, we, we look back through Christ as the lens back into the book of Genesis, and we see a lot of depth and layers of meaning, I think, which the Jews often miss. Uh, Steve, and just hearing your commentary, it just, I think of the passage of how the wind blew across the waters. And of course, we know that beautiful image yes. of the Holy Spirit blowing yes. over. Steve, that's Ray. the Trinity. Yes. Now, just real quick, that's the Trinity. God, God is creating. He speaks his word. What's his word? Jesus is the word of God. So you have the Father who speaks his word, Jesus, and the Spirit is over hovering over the waters. So there you have the Trinity right there in the first two verses of the Bible. Uh. Absolutely perfect. Steve Ray joining us today to talk about his new book, Genesis. It is a Bible study guide and commentary. Steve, this has been a great conversation. There is more to the second longest book in our Bible that I want to talk to you about. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. And it is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. Please download our free Hail Mary Media app. If you haven't done so already, you can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library, and so much more. All the information on the free Hail Mary Media app on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235VF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. A great way to support Modern Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 757 at Mater Day Radio and Ford with the truck recall. We'll have the details in the news. And Pope Francis turns focus to the grain exports from Ukraine to starving countries in Africa and what Russia is doing to hold them up. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. I want to invite you to close your eyes for a second. Imagine yourself on a medieval battlefield of 1521 The smoke from cannonballs recently fired is hovering in the air. You can feel your heart racing in your chest with the thrill of the battle. The mud has made its way onto your boots and there's no avoiding the sloshing sensation. You've been dreaming of this moment since you were little, growing into the noble you are. You will finally get to fight like the brave knights of Camelot. What do you smell? What do you hear? You hold your cold sword in your hand just as you are about to run towards your enemy during another siege in Pampaluna, when you suddenly feel a deep vibration in the earth and are thrown to the ground violently. There's a sharp ringing in your ear as what you can only guess is from a cannonball explosion. You can feel the sweat dripping down your forehead as you try to regain your senses. Soldiers around you are either uncomfortably silent or crying for help. You try to get up and help them, but your body isn't cooperating. The pain starts to shoot up your leg and into your torso, and you begin to notice darkness creeping into your vision until you see nothing at all. Not knowing how much time has passed, you wake up to find yourself lying on a cot. You can't move your bandaged leg. The pain is starting to return, but not as severely as before. The dread starts to set in that you won't be able to fight like the knights in your stories to rescue the damsels like you originally thought you would get to. You feel the restlessness of wanting to fight again, but can't move from your bed. Then you see the books your sister dropped off for you during your recovery. You pick up the first book, seeing the title, The Golden Legend, The Life of Christ. Another book, Lives of the Saints, also sits by your bedside. What does the book feel like? Can you smell the paper? Do you hear any distractions as you dive into the life of Christ? You can open your eyes now. What might have seemed like a tragedy for Ignatius ended up being the call to arms that he needed. Once he recovered, Ignatius hung up his sword and immediately vowed a life of chastity. He went on to develop Ignatian spirituality, powerful forms of meditative and contemplative prayer. One of those forms of prayer is imaginative prayer. That's what we just did. We put ourselves into the story of St. Ignatius to see God through the narrative using all of our senses. You can also do this with a Bible passage or the life of another saint. I encourage you to try it on your own. Ignatius went on to live a life of contemplation, pilgrimaging to the Holy Land, and eventually ended up in passing away in Rome after founding the Jesuit order, one of the three most well-known orders with St. Peter Faber and Francis Xavier. This Spanish noble who dreamed of becoming a knight came to be known as the Superior General of the Jesuit Order. May his drastic conversion show us that the desire of this world can't even compare to the marvels God has in store for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. 
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 801. Pope Francis made a public request to Russia on Sunday to renew the deal that allowed Ukraine to export grain to countries in Africa, Asia, the Middle East. I appeal to my brothers, the authorities of the Russian Federation, he said, that the Black Sea Initiative be restored and grain be transported safely. Pope Francis said this July 30th at the end of his weekly Angelus Prayer and Address. The Kremlin announced July 17th that the wartime grain deal would be suspended until the part of the Black Sea deal related to Russia is implemented. Russia has also bombed Ukraine's Black Sea port since quitting the agreement. The move by Russia has sparked fears for even higher food prices and increased poverty in countries already suffering from hunger. In response to leaders' appeals to reinstate the grain deal, Russia's President Vladimir Putin said at an African summit he hosted July 27th and 28th in St. Petersburg that Russia could deliver grain for free to six African countries. Well, Ford is recalling more than 870,000 newer F-150 pickup trucks in the U.S. because the electric parking brake systems can turn on unexpectedly. The recall covers certain pickups from the 2021 through 2023 model years with single exhaust systems. Ford's F-Series pickups are the top-selling vehicles in the U.S. company says that a rear wiring bundle can come in contact with the rear axle housing. That can chafe the wiring and cause a short circuit, which can turn on the parking brake without action from the driver, increasing the risk of an accident. Drivers may see a parking brake warning light and a warning message on the dashboard. Ford says it doesn't know of any crashes or injuries caused by the problem. Owners will be notified by letter starting September 11th. In the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade last year, pregnancy resource centers are becoming the new legal battleground now that abortion is deemed a matter left up to state legislature. In a federal suit, Alliance Defending Freedom is suing the state of Vermont over a law signed in May that restricts advertising by the centers considered an alternative to abortion clinics and prohibits non-licensed health care professionals from working there. The advertising ban includes telephone marketing, print media, TV and radio ads and websites. The lawsuit is on behalf of the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates and two centers that are members of the Institute. In a statement, the president said, Thomas Glessner, that the Vermont law censors advertisements of the services of pregnancy centers and places immense and unconstitutional restrictions on their ability to provide information, counseling and other non-medical services. The remains of a German mountain climber who went missing 37 years ago while hiking along a glacier near Switzerland's iconic Matterhorn have been recovered as melting glaciers lead to the reemergence of bodies and objects thought to be long lost. Climbers hiking along the Theodul Glacier in Zermatt discovered human remains and several pieces of equipment, according to authorities there. DNA analysis enabled the identification of the German climber who had been missing since 1986, 
Police did not provide additional information of the German alpinist identity nor on the circumstances of his death. Now, the discovery of the remains come as the planet is experiencing some of its hottest temperatures on record. Last year, Swiss glaciers recorded their worst melt rate since records began more than a century ago, losing 6% of their remaining volume in 2022. Nighttime travelers who use Interstate 5 through Ridgefield should plan ahead. Beginning tonight, Washington State Department of Transportation contract crews will close the on-ramp from Northeast 179th Street to southbound I-5 in Vancouver. During the closure, crews will replace concrete panels along the stretch of the roadway. Concrete as part of the concrete replacement and joint rehabilitation project. So Monday, July 31st to the morning of Friday, August 4th, the Northeast I 79th Street on ramp to southbound I 5 at milepost 9 will close nightly from 7.30 p.m. to 5 a.m. And during the nighttime ramp closures, travelers should slow down through these work zones and watch for crews and expect. A few delays. All right. In sports, former University of Portland rower Maddie Olson is set to represent the United States women's rowing team at the World University Games this summer. Games are an international event that draws student-athletes from across the globe. The athletes represent their countries in several sports, including rowing, archery, basketball, and more. Now, the rowing event begins on August 4th. Olson coming off a decorated five-year career with Pilots Rowing. She was a mainstay of the first Varsity 8 for most of that time and was named to the All-West Coast Conference team three times, including this past season. Team captain for the Pilots, she was also a multi-time All-Conference preseason team selection. So good luck to Maddie Olson at the World University Games. God often works in mysterious ways, and for one particular saint, he used a cannonball to redirect him in the right way. If St. Ignatius Loyola hadn't been struck in battle, who knows what might have happened. Before that faithful day, St. Ignatius was quite the womanizer, gambler, and fighter. Practicing the Catholic faith wasn't his highest priority. Instead, his chief priority was military life. He loved the battlefield, and his imagination was enraptured by classic tales of knights and ladies. Then one day, his life took a radical change, and a cannonball broke his leg. So here's how St. Ignatius narrates it in his own autobiography. Ignatius so persuaded the commander that, against the view of all the other nobles, he decided to hold the citadel against the army. After the walls were destroyed, Ignatius stood fighting bravely until a cannonball of the enemy broke one of his legs and seriously injured the other. When he fell, the citadel was surrendered. He endured many surgeries and was subsequently forced to stay bedridden for several weeks. This period of convalescence was exactly the thing that changed Ignatius' heart. While recuperating, he desired to read more nightly adventures. Providently, there were no such books around. This forced him to read two books that deeply shaped him and transformed him into another person. The Life of Christ by Rudolf the Carthusian. I know you have that one on your bookshelf, David. And another book called The Flowers of the Saints. Those are both in Spanish. This set him on a much different path where he would found the influential Society of Jesus, more commonly known as the Jesuits 
And it all started with a cannonball shot to Mm. the leg. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On August 3rd, that's this Thursday from 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., it's Thursday Adoration at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. Please contact the parish office to sign up for a regular hour or just stop in during the day. More details on this and many other events can be found on our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview with Steve Ray on Genesis right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. It's barbecue time once again at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. Hi, it's Brenda from the Morning Blend. Join me and the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows for their 60th annual family barbecue on Sunday, August 6th. Hello, this is Sister Anne-Marie. And this is Sister Therese. Be a part of our celebration of family, friends, and good food. You can choose takeout drive through or eat outside on the retreat grounds. We will be serving you your favorites, including mouth-watering hamburgers, pulled pork, or grilled chicken. Find all the details at olpretreat.org. Mark your calendars for Sunday, August 6th, as the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows host their 60th annual family barbecue. Catch this tasty summer treat with Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We'll, we'll see, see you there. And it is 812 at Mater Day Radio. Sunny skies today, high of 82, clear overnight tonight, low of 57, and then sunny again for Tuesday, 85. Wednesday, 86, and uh, that's kind of like the whole week right there. Currently 60 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. And 52 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Lebanon. And I am back with the adventurous Steve Ray. Steve has set out on a journey, an adventure, so to speak, to help us understand more fully the book of Genesis. His new book is out by Ignatius Press, and Steve is staying with us today to talk more about it. Good morning, Steve. Thanks so much for staying with us. Sure, I'm more than happy to. Steve, as we ended our first half of our interview, we began to understand about the Trinity in the way that really right in the very beginnings, that's where we start our understanding of the Trinity, but then also about Christ's mission on earth. So let's start here. Is it even possible to fully realize Christ's mission on earth without fully understanding the content and context of Genesis with reference to a coming Messiah? 
the whole uh, of Scripture, even the New Testament, it's written by Jews, except for the uh, Luke, who's a Gentile but was very Jewish in his perspective. So the whole idea of the Jewishness of Genesis in the Old Testament flows right in through Jesus and Mary, who were Jewish, and the whole beginning of the New Testament, which is very Jewish. But it all goes back to the book of Genesis. Even the Gospel of John, I've also written a 450-page commentary on John's Gospel called John, a Bible study guided commentary. And he starts his book with, in the beginning. And I said, well, wait a minute, there's another book that starts that way. Genesis starts with, in the beginning. And I think John is all based on Genesis. And when he says, in the beginning, he's saying, if you want to understand my book that begins with, in the beginning, you have to understand the first one first. So the book of Genesis really lays the groundwork for everything. We talk about Jesus being the priest and the king who gives us out of Jerusalem, brings us his body and blood in the, under the forms of bread and wine. Well, guess what? In Genesis 14, Abraham, who represents the people of God and all of us were still in his loins at the time, he approaches a Jerusalem and out comes the prophet and the king Melchizedek, who brings them bread and wine, which is a very extravagant meal he brought out to Abraham. Abraham gives him a tenth of everything. Melchizedek, the prophet and king, comes out of Jerusalem and brings him bread and wine. The church from the very beginning has always understood that as a picture, prefiguration of Jesus coming out of the city of Jerusalem and bringing us his body and blood, which he did. So right there in Genesis 14, you have the whole foundation. And by the way, the priests that we have today are not priests according to Aaron or the Jewish tribe of Levi. They are priests that their, their priesthood goes all the way back 4,000 years ago to Genesis 14. The priests we have today are priests in the order of Melchizedek. We wouldn't even know that without the book of Genesis. Well, there are a few other things that we learn about. The very first references to some very important ideas in uh, yes. everyday life. God is love. And love is talked about right from the very beginning. Tell us about the first that we read about in the book of Genesis. One of the things I did in this book is, is talk about the first time things are used, the first time the word love is used, the first time camels are mentioned, or priesthood, or prayer. Very interesting where they're placed, very strategically, actually. The first time the word love is used, is saved all the way for Genesis 22. You never see the word love before Genesis 22. And there it says to Abraham, God says, take your son, your only son whom you love, and offer him as a sacrifice on Mount Moriah. That's the first time the word love is used, of a father for his only begotten son. And if you hear, listen to those words, take your son, your only son whom you love. Is there a verse in the New Testament that reminds you of that? Maybe John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So in this picture of Abraham, who is now going to offer his only begotten son, is a picture of God the Father, who 2,000 years later is going to offer his only begotten son. And guess where Mount Moriah is? It says, take your son to Mount Moriah. We find out that Solomon built his temple on Mount Moriah 1,000 years later. And then 2,000 years later, Mount Moriah is the top of the mountain, the top of Jerusalem. And where was Jesus crucified? in Jerusalem. So the father brought his only begotten son to the same place as Abraham and offered him as a sacrifice there. And then it gets even more interesting. In in the book of Genesis, it says that Isaac carried the wood of the sacrifice on his back. What did Jesus carry on his back? 
on his way to the sacrifice, the wood of the cross. The angel, when Abraham saw the ram with his head stuck in a thorn bush and used that ram as a substitute for his son Abraham, what did Jesus have his head stuck in when he went up to the cross to die? He had his head stuck in a thorn bush too, the crown of thorns. Now, Abraham, he loved his son and he was probably 15 years old, but a 15-year-old boy could have resisted his father over 100 years old. So it also appears that Abraham, and the Jews teach this as well, that Abraham was a willing sacrifice. He didn't fight his father. There's no way his father could have gotten him up on top of a big altar without without, uh, Isaac helping him. So Isaac was a willing victim, just like Jesus was a willing victim. So the parallels between Abraham and Isaac and the sacrifice with Jesus and his son as a sacrifice, you see the whole passion of Christ before you ever get out of the book of Genesis. Steve Ray is joining us on an adventure today into the book of Genesis. His new book, title, in fact, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary out by Ignatius Press. Steve, your knowledge of the Old Testament is is vast and your ability to connect it to the world is incredible. For many of us, though, I feel like maybe I might need a stack of history books and uh, a, a big Bible that's written easily for for just common people like me to understand and then crack open the book of your study guide. For our listeners, kind of explain to us, though, how you've written this so that way, well, all of us can get through this book with just a very ease of understanding. I'm not a theologian or a philosopher. I'm a simple guy. And a simple guy who loves the Bible. My mom and dad were Baptists, and they taught me to love the Bible from the time I was seven years old or whatever. I had to learn all the books of the Bible and memorize them. They gave me a, a great love and desire for the, for the Bible, and I have 20,000 books in my house about mainly about the Bible. So, But I'm not a theologian or philosopher. I'm not writing this for the, uh, you know, the high academic realms. I'm writing it for average people with great stories that I tell to relate the book of Genesis. And I, I'll give you two examples. One of the editors who's with Ignatius Press editing over 40 years said she had a hard time editing my book because she kept forgetting she was an editor and she got engrossed in the story and would be reading along 10 pages and said, oops, I got to go back. I'm supposed to be editing this book. And another person who read it said that in chapter two about the creation, that it was so meaningful that they read it with tears running down their eyes about how God had created male and female and his purpose for them and how the male and the female were to interact together under the lordship of Christ and in the garden. And tears are running down her eyes when she read it. She said it was like a a devotional, um, Lectio Divina kind of a thing. So it really reads like a novel. I, I, I think that many have said they can't set it down. <laughs> so, But I wrote it that way to be fun, but I also brought out the, the deeper meanings and the typology and where the Trinity is being reflected and where you can see Christ in the very beginning. You can see, oh, and by the way, for those three, remember when Abraham was in his tent in the sun at the heat of the day? It was noon, and it's so hot, he was in the shade sitting in his tent, and all of a sudden there were three men standing there. It doesn't act like they arrived. It's just like they they were there, boom, and he surprised him, and he calls them Lord. And we learn that those three strangers there were the Trinity. Ambrose and Augustine and the fathers of the church say, when we see these strangers talking to Abraham, we're walking in very deep waters because here we see the Trinity. So I like to say, where's the only place in the Bible we see where God walked on the earth with all six feet? The Trinity came down to visit Abraham. 
And so this is something that I, I go into great detail about, too, in the book. Well, it is a big book, many pages, and I just look forward to just reading so much more about this, Steve. I am so appreciative of your time today. We just have a moment left for our listeners. I can't let you go without finding out where's your next adventure coming up that maybe some of our listeners might be excited to join you on one of your pilgrimages. Well, that's great. We, uh, I'm leaving for Poland in a week with two buses. We have four groups going to Israel still this year. Most of them are sold out. I think over the Christmas break, which we have for families, families bring their kids on that trip, and it just is a powerful, powerful effect on children and young adults. And so we still have a few seats there, but the other trips are sold out. Next year, we're going to Jordan and Israel. It's oh. a longer trip, but fascinating because Jordan is the other part of the Holy Land. And so we're going to go to, through Jordan and Israel. We're doing Holy Land Part 2, which is all new sites that we don't do at our normal Holy Land trip. We have a St. Paul cruise coming up where we're going to follow all the footprints of St. Paul through Turkey and Greece out of ship. And then we've got coming up in, in uh, 2025, we're going to see the Shroud of Turin, and we're going to be doing the Saints and Shrines of Italy because it's going to be the 25th Jubilee, a 25-year Jubilee. So we're going to Italy, and we're invited Teresa Tamio to come with us on that. And a lot of other trips, too. They're selling up fast. A lot of people know Father Dwight Longenecker. He's going with us on a trip. He's going with us in May, and we're going to kind of tag team on that one, and we're going to both be teaching together along that. So people really should jump on that one in May of next year. And go to catholicconvert.com. Everything's there. You can buy my book there. It's autographed. Every book that I sell, has I've signed them, and all our pilgrimages are there. So catholicconvert.com. Oh, fantastic. Well, I will include that link in the podcast of this interview for our listeners. You can get right to where you need to be to find out more about Steve Ray and his upcoming pilgrimage and purchase a book for yourself. Steve, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. God bless you. Safe travels. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. And it is 823 at Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Really quick and easy process, just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. It's Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say that the church needs to keep up with the times? G.K. Chesterton says that all this talk about keeping up with the times has been uttered hundreds of times before. To be up to date, he says, is a paltry ambition, except in an almanac. The church certainly does not need to imitate the secular world. In fact, What does the word secular mean? It does not mean worldly. It does not even mean irreligious. To be secular simply means to be of the age. 
that is of the age which is passing. And in the case of anyone trying to keep up with the times, the age that is already past. So what the word secular really means is dated. The church's truth is never out of date because it is eternal. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the Spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Matode Radio or anytime on matodayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio and a new addition to Silver Falls State Park. We'll tell you about it in the news. And Pope Francis packing his bags again and heading to Portugal. He asked for prayers for all of those going to World Youth Day. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. This is Dante Schmidt's alive in me and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life you are my song and my voice of praise you are my hope and my hope for change you are alive in me lifting my soul Burning bright through the dark and cold when I thought I lost my way. You were my truth that never changed. And you were my comfort when I fell from grace. You were alive in me, lifting my soul. Burning bright through the dark and
Schmidt and Alive in Me. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis on Sunday encouraged Christians to learn how to seek and find the precious things in life, including a relationship with Christ and others. Every day at home, he said, on the street, at work, on holiday, we have the possibility of discerning good. It is important to know how to find what counts to train ourselves to recognize the precious gems of life and to distinguish them from the junk, he said in his weekly Angelus Address on July 30th. Vatican authorities estimated that 11,000 people attended Pope Francis' Sunday address and recitation of the Angelus in St. Peter's Square. On a hot and Sunday midday, the Pope reflected on Jesus' parable of the merchant who finds a pearl of great price. He focused on the merchant's actions of seeking, finding, and buying, and how they can teach us something today. Pope leaves on August 2nd for a five-day visit to Portugal for World Youth Day 2023. He asked for prayers for his travels. David, I follow a lot of different people from parishes here and in California and in Washington. Many are posting pictures of groups, of pilgrimage groups with the priests, with archbishops that are on their way to Portugal as we speak. It's just such an incredible time then. We just pray for all of those pilgrims that travels be safe and that it just be blessed time there in Lisbon. Where was last World Youth Day? Uh, Was it in Panama? Was it Panama? Was that the last one? Yeah. I'll have to double check that. I mean, it, it goes, I think they do two years in Italy, and then a year abroad for All World right. Youth Day. World Youth Day is every week. It's just not a place. But I'll double check that. I'm most excited to learn. They've really been keeping it under wraps this time around. It leaked at the last World Youth Day that it was going to be happening in Lisbon ahead of time. Oh, yeah. But at that papal mass is when they, they try to make a big announcement of where the next one will be. So we can start saving our money now. Just like when they do at the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's pretty much official now, allowing self-serve gasoline in Oregon to become law, which would end a seven-plus decade ban on most drivers pumping their own fuel. Now, the law will still require gas stations to staff at least half their pumps for people who don't want to get out of their vehicles. 
Oregon Governor Tina Kotek had an opportunity to veto the self-serve bill that was passed by the state legislature this session. But when the list of vetoed bills was announced on Friday, the self-serve legislation was not on it. So under state law, the bill will automatically take effect on August 4th with or without the governor's signature. Spokesperson declined to elaborate on Kotek's intentions. 2021, two statewide polls showed that more than 60 percent of Oregonians favored the option to pump their own gas. So if it does take effect on August 4th, that would leave only one state in the nation I know that no one. longer has it. You know which state? It's New Jersey. That's right. They still have you know, attendants to pump your gas. I have an attendant that pumps my gas as <laughs> often as I want because he always wants to keep the chains. That's my son. Uh, that's Christian, I'm out of gas. Can you go, go fill up there. for me? Fill it yeah, up for me. Sure. Pouring down rain. Get in there. <laughs> The Biden administration has opened applications for a new program, the president's latest attempt at lowering student debt for millions of Americans. It's known as the SAVE plan. And although it was announced last year, it has mostly been overshadowed by the president's proposal for mass student loan cancellation. But now, after the Supreme Court struck down Biden's forgiveness plan, the repayment option is taking center stage. The plan allows millions of Americans with student debt to enroll in what's known as income-driven repayment plan. The four repayment plans offered as part of the program have some of the most lenient terms ever. Interest won't pile up as long as borrowers make regular payments. The typical borrower who enrolls in the plan will save, they say, about $1,000 a month. Here's how to sign up. Anybody with outstanding student debt can sign up to see if they're eligible. The application's website says you need a few things on hand to sign up. A verified FSA ID, your financial information, your personal information, spouse's information if that's applicable. Most borrowers should be able to fill out the application in under 10 minutes. The website promises and a calculator is also available for figuring out what your monthly payments would be under the new plan. This is a nice addition to a very popular Willamette Valley Park. Visitors to Silver Falls State Park east of Salem can now hike the new North Rim Trail. It's a half-mile trail connection to an overlook of the North Falls. The new trail is six feet wide with a compacted surface that is less than a 5% trail grade and less than 2% cross slope, making it more accessible than some of the park's other trails. Visitors can access the trail from the new North Canyon day use area, and that new day use area includes about a dozen picnic tables, 59 new parking spots, including three that are ADA accessible and an ADA accessible bathroom. It also links to the park's nature play area. Park manager Chris Gilliland says the new trail also provides access to the Canyon Trail and the Trail of Ten Falls, which also is adding a new and unparalleled view of the North Falls. Have you ever walked the entire no, Falls? No, not. I've, I've done where we've gone through one side, kind of the south, the walk behind waterfalls yeah. that's kind of in the popular area gotten in the car driven around to the other side and hit a few on the other end but never the whole yeah. loop because it's a it's a trek it is i've done it it's Have been a, yeah it's been how a, long does uh, it take you oh gosh that's a good question it's pretty good pretty good day i want to say 
Uh, but yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you you see a lot of different falls on the, on the hike. But yeah, you gotta you put a little effort into it. But is it go up and down a lot, or yeah, is it relatively? Gosh, it it does a little bit. A little. I don't want to say it's a oh, huge up and down. It's again, it's been a long time since I've done it, so they may have changed the trail a little bit. Okay, too. don't know. Uh, I I use things by comparison. We went uh, hiked up to Fairy Falls in the gorge uh, yesterday. That was an incline. I, it it, mm-hmm. it was going up the side of the mountain yeah. there, like like going up to the top of Multnomah Falls. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, my legs were like, what were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Hardest hike I've ever done, I think, was down in Arizona, kind of Scottsdale area, Camelback Mountain. Oh, really? <laughs> was, we went up the, we didn't realize there was an easy side and a hard side. <laughs> we went up the hard side. <laughs> oh, gosh. It, it was a workout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was fun, but it was a workout. It was a workout. Be ready. Know where you're about to go. Yeah. That's the case. Deputy Charles Doze is now awake and after he was shot multiple times in the face and chest Wednesday, Washington County Sheriff's Office officials said Doze was delivering an eviction notice at the Forest Rim apartment complex in Tualatin when Beaverton police said a suspect shot through the door, hitting Doze. Washington County Police Officers Association President Patrick Altieri said it could take months or even years for Doze to recover from his injuries. Doze has worked for the Washington County Sheriff's Office for 10 years. He serves as a civil deputy. His main duties include serving legal orders, enforcing court orders, and county ordinances. Hundreds of people have contributed to a GoFundMe for Doze, which has raised quite a sum of money as of Sunday. It is unknown when Doze can return to work. Police said the suspected shooter is 34-year-old Christopher James Graves. After a standoff that lasted hour, Graves was found dead in the apartment bathroom with a gunshot wound. It is not yet known if it was self-inflicted or if Graves was shot by a deputy. And in sports, you're going to stay up late tonight to watch Team USA take on Portugal in FIFA Women's World Cup action. Match gets underway at 12 midnight our time. Okay, so. I'll uh, I'll let you give me the update yeah. in the morning. What time is that in Auckland, New Zealand? If it's 12 midnight here, that would be what? It's a day later in it's Auckland. It's a day late. I know it's a yeah. day, so that would be probably Wednesday. Is it yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. midday, maybe? Midday, something like that. I have to look that up. Well, it's an important group stage match for the Americans who are trying to advance to the knockout round and continue their quest to win a third straight title. A win or draw with Portugal and Team USA moves on. Loss would be tricky for the Americans. They would then need Vietnam to beat the Netherlands by a big enough margin for the U.S. team to maintain an edge in goal differential. It's probably unlikely that would happen. So best case scenario, the U.S. needs to beat Portugal or draw with them. They really want to win because mm-hmm. it sets them up for, I think, a little bit better road through the knockout stages. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I, I have a lot of confidence. I okay. Do it, I'm so. going to first thing I'm going to do tomorrow when I plug my yeah. phone in on my drive in is I'm going to check that yeah. score. Yeah. Bit of a shocker uh, today in, in match play. They had a four to nothing score as the home team Australia beat Canada, knocking Canada out of the World Cup. That's the first time uh, the Canadians have bowed out this early since, I believe, 2011. But uh, the hometown Australian team still uh, rolling forward into the knockout rounds.
Joy is perhaps not what we think. It arises from mysterious sources. As human beings, think about what gives us joy. Do you think that a purchase of something nice does it for you? Perhaps a desired level or or boost up in your work and recognition? Maybe you'd like to overindulge in a good meal and celebration. These little moments, though, they're short-lived. They burn out quickly and leave us dissatisfied. We always want more, and the waiting is what saps our joy. Father Michael Renier from Alatea.org finds a few examples from the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola, and his insights on joy are important. Of course, today we celebrate his feast day. First, Ignatius says to cultivate joy in order to obtain joy. Mm-hmm. One is to ask for joy with Christ in joy, writes St. Ignatius. In other words, maintain a joyful intent when you ask God to give you more joy. It simply won't do to beg God for joy or to blame him because you're not feeling it. If you spend all your day indulging in sadness, self-pity, or jealousy, joy doesn't arrive out of nowhere. It cannot be dependent on circumstances from outside ourselves, must begin within. Yeah, you have you, you have a opportunity to, you know, decide how you yeah, want to feel. Yeah. Overall. And that's different from happiness. I had a the yeah. root of happiness, the word happenstance, mm. meaning you just it's just something that happens right. and then you you feel the happiness. Right. right. That's different from joy. Yeah. Secondly, Ignatius indicates that we must be mindful of the entirety of our lives, the good, the bad, the past, and the future. We tend to seek joy in the wrong places. We're conditioned by advertising and envy to desire certain possession and experiences, but they leave us feeling empty. Pay attention to when you are truly feeling that lasting joy, and you may be surprised. And finally, Ignatius has the sensible advice Enjoy your life and don't feel guilty about it. There's nothing wrong with taking pleasure and feeling gratitude for our blessings. We don't always believe we deserve joy, so we reject it when it comes our way. Ignatius is clear, though. God doesn't want us sad and miserable. He made the world for our enjoyment. So as long as our desires are healthy and moderate, we ought to take joy in what God has provided for us, and how beautiful and good this life really can be. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Beginning August 4th and running to the 20th, it is the 24th annual William Bird Festival. It returns to Portland in August, featuring services sung by Cantores and Ecclesia, lectures given by leading scholars. Now, there will be, uh, again, Mark Williams of Magdalen College, Oxford. He will return to Portland to give a recital on the organ at Trinity Episcopal Church and direct the closing concert, which will include a number of William Byrd's most famous motets. As the festival notes, the 400th anniversary of Byrd's death. The complete schedule includes organ recital, five liturgical services, four public lectures, three concerts, 
and a partridge in a pear tree, apparently, <laughs> David. <gonna> say. <laughs> you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. So, again, today is the feast day of St. Ignatius, and that's going to be the topic of our second cup, correct? That's it. All We're right. going to find some ways that we can be happy every single day. All right. We'll do that after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Somewhere deep inside each one of us is a burning desire to finally become the person God created us to be. Amidst our brokenness, disease, and spiritual wounds, Jesus is responding today with transformative love and restoration. Join Dr. Bob Schutz, Bart Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and the John Paul II Healing Center for Healing the Whole Person and Day of Equipping, Hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. Through three days of teaching, worship, prayer, and testimony, you will encounter God in a powerful way, experiencing deeper freedom as the Father speaks to you in the depths of your heart. Learn more about in-person, Spanish, or virtual attendance options by visiting the John Paul II Healing Center online at jpiihealingcenter.org. That's jpiihealingcenter.org. Registration opens August 28th. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. And it is 747. Excuse me, is that 847? The, the morning's flown by That's that quickly? It. That's right. Wow. 847 at Mater Dei Radio. Going to be a lovely day today for your last day of July. Sunny skies, high of 82 degrees, clear tonight, 57 your low, then sunny Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, highs in the mid-80s. Warming up a little bit. All right. Well, currently it is 63 degrees at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 64 degrees at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Church in Portland. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. 
You know why I had to brew an early pot of coffee today, you David. You spilled yours. I spilled mine. I see it all over here. I know. So my apologies to Aaron because I actually did spill my coffee this morning all <laughs> yes. over the production room there and got is a file of his all full of coffee. Aaron, just to be clear, when you come in <laughs> this morning, even though David, I sit in this studio. David did it. This It was not me. So just a heads up. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel a little bit bad about that. And so if you see, I might go in there with a pair of scissors and start cutting off the bottoms of all those sheets of paper so that way he doesn't notice. You You could uh, photocopy them all. Oh, okay. But then there'll still be the coffee eh, thing. I suppose, what know. happened? It hit the desk and then it, you know, the coffee rolled across the desk <laughs> and then it got soaked up by the file that he had there. So I am really uh, sorry. The good news, it didn't land on the soundboard. No, not yes. a drop of it on the soundboard. There you go. Okay. So anyway, sometimes mornings just go that way. Yep. And, but, you know, we can't let those things get us down. They, oh, no. Accidents happen. That's right. And I apologize for it. And then I'll remember to lock my cap. See, it's not even locked right now. See, now there's that's why there's caps on there. Good to you go. Lock your coffee. The feast day, St. Ignatius and uh, Jesuits around the world yep. celebrate this day. He's the founder of the Society of Jesus. We know them as the Jesuits. Many, many benefits that the world has to the Jesuits. Many uh, conversions to Catholicism because of the Jesuits. And there's ways that you can bring that spirituality of St. Ignatius mm-hmm. in teaching your own children. So I thought we don't have a whole lot of time here for today's Second Cup, but we want to talk about some of these ways that... Right. You can do this within your family based on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius. All right. First of all, they say, read with your kids. Mm -hmm. Reading. I love this idea. St. Ignatius discovered so much about the Catholic faith while bedridden. We talk about that uh, that cannon that struck his leg. Right. So to compensate, he read a lot of books and discovered the word of God. So take some time to sit with your kids and help them discover the joys of the Catholic faith through the myriad of religious books available at all ages. Well, you think about reading in all the great Jesuit schools that are here, uh, Jesuit High School, right down the street, obviously, being one of them, which I'm very close to. But yeah, many others. Isn't Gonzaga College? I believe that's a Jesuit. That's also Jesuit school, too. A lot of ones out there. Secondly, they say stress the importance of education. In his 30s, St. Ignatius realized the importance of a formal education founded in the Gospels and Humanities for the betterment of souls. That's his word. If your kids, especially older ones, are feeling despondent about learning, try and encourage them positively. Remember, education takes many forms, so discover what best fits your child. I was just having that discussion with my son as we were hiking up the side yeah. of the mountain this weekend. He goes, I, I just, I think I found my thing. Mm-hmm. He's an automotive. He likes yeah. mechanics, things like that. And I said, that's great. And I love that you have that. But also remember life is long and you're going to find many things mm-hmm. that spark your interest. Just be ready and open to whatever that happens to be. Sure. You don't have to decide at 18 years old that this has to be my path and that's the only thing I'll ever do. Yeah. Be open. Life is long and be open. You can also help them find their true selves. During his conversation, St. Ignatius saw God as his teacher, guiding him along the way. With parents being their children's primary teachers, you can teach to adopt the Jesuit approach of cura 
personalis or care of the whole person. This means looking at your child and their whole unique being, helping them identify and fulfill their true potential. There is so much in the world today, especially on social media, that influence your kids, Mm -hmm. that try to change their perspective of thinking about what they like and what they enjoy, and then how to just anonymously fire back and comment and everything. That's not who they are. Mm -hmm. You got to help them find out who God, how God sees them. Mm -hmm. They can look at themselves that way. Well, then I think you got a lot going on. Now, this is a slideshow that I found on Alatea. There is so much more that they talk about in light of St. Ignatius. So I'm going to post this article along with today's second cup. So that way you can see and read the other ways that St. Ignatius, through his example, can help and learn with your kids. We hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To Thee, O Lord, I return it. All is Thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot to start the day on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast on this last day of July. Sunny skies, high of 82, clear tonight, low of 57. Sunny for Tuesday, 85, Wednesday, 86, Thursday, 85, Friday, 86. So, uh, wow. Pretty uh, nice mid-80 forecast right on through the week. It is currently 64 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They from the Day. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. So blind My sin was before me I 
As I am they and from the day. It is 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, we made it through a Monday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us on this last day of July. You know, I can say to you, I'll see you next month. You can say that, and I will say, okay. That's right, which would be tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Make the most of this last day of July. How are you celebrating your last day of your birthday month? Uh, Going to go buy some shoes on my way home. Well, how about that? I have a coupon that expires, so I have to to go shopping. You better get out there and use that. (laughs) All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. That means Living Stones coming up this evening. We hope you have a very blessed day.